All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. We got a lot of questions in this week. Uh, Thanks, everybody, here. again by that. Yeah, by absolutely. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, so you guys so much. And I think this is the first time uh, we've gotten this, uh, a question from Craig Boyd. Okay. Uh, Craig Boyd here submitted his question, and it's a good one to, to kind of launch off with. Um, would love to get your guys' prediction for the season before it starts. Nothing is for certain, but how far do you think they can actually go? Now, Brian, this is obviously a broad question. Yeah. So uh, if, if you don't have a specific record or anything else, that's fine. I'm somewhere um, between 11 and general, 6. I'm between what, what 11 and general, 6 and 10 and 7, something like what, that. What are some general expectations and predictions you have then for the the you know macro for the Cowboys this year? Maybe – how you think the offense will perform? What you think that even will the defense be able to sustain the turnovers that they've had for consecutive mm-hmm. years? Like, like, what are some of your just general outlooks that you believe will be true about the team outside of just the record? I don't know what the, I, I I think the offense has got tremendous skill players. I really do. There's so much questions now with the offensive line. I think this team is only going to be as good as the offensive line. You know, if there's injuries, if there's problems, if they're scheme problems where they're not doing things aren't fitting they're not protecting you know i i really do believe this offense has got the receivers they've got the tight end they've got the quarterback this offensive line if they're not capable and and this team gets in a lot of bad situations because a they can't run the ball and b because they can't pass protect you know my 10 win 11 win season will probably be a a moot point if you want to be honest with that i think defensively I think defensively, they've got to prove that they can absolutely choke the run. You know, they always say, hey, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's, it's a privilege to rush the passer. You've got to find a way to put teams in the situations where you can rush the passer. I think the secondary's got a lot of promise to it. I think the pass rushers could be really good. But they've got to find a way to make sure that they do not get killed in the running game. I, I think the schedule is difficult. I think this is a 10 or 11 win season for the Cowboys. I don't think it wins the division, but I don't think this division is something that the Philadelphia Eagles run away with. I don't think this is a 14 win Philadelphia Eagle team. You know, I feel like that this is a, it's probably going to be a division that's very, very close from like if the commanders figure out things with Sam Howell, they're going to be a much improved team. You know, the Giants, we're going to see them firsthand, first out of the gate. You know, I think they're, they've improved their skill. I think this division is going to be very, very tough. Yeah. I wouldn't surprise me if this division is won with 11, with 11 wins. It, it won't surprise me one bit if that's the case. I, oh, think, I, every, think. I think everybody's got a difficult schedule. Kansas, uh, what, uh, does the, uh, the uh, Eagles pick up the Chiefs, right, as their difficult game or the yeah. 17th game? Yeah. You know, we, we, yeah, okay. So that's where we, where we, I say we, Cowboys get the, the Chargers, Kansas City and Philadelphia. Play. So there's going to be, but they really play the same schedule, the same, the same teams, basically. You know, so I, I could see 11 wins winning this division. But I, I, with the Cowboys, I say 11 or 10, I think maybe closer to 10 wins, 10 and 7 maybe with this team. Yeah, I think, I think, around 10 or 11 is a good bet and and i think that look one of the predictions i have right now for this season is that you know if you want to just talk about player specific is i really think micah parsons can get 20 sacks this year yeah we i I was on media mash on dallascowboys.com on thursday and you know clarence hill and i were chatting about it too and and 
like Clarence said, Clarence, like I've been to, you know, I've been at training camp since 1997 around here. And I, I'm telling you, like, that's one of the more dominant training camps I've seen anybody. He was, he was, he was, he was unreal. He really he, was unreal. And, and that's the thing is that he's always one with being a freak athlete. This, this training camp felt like, oh no, he's, he's developing real yeah. tools now. And that's the thing that I think Micah Parsons, as long as he, as long as you don't get the burnout you got at the end of the year, he yeah. can threaten 20 sacks this year. I said this on the break again a couple days ago. I think I think Micah Parsons is only as good as Dan Quinn will allow him to be. And I say that in a way that Dan Quinn needs to figure out if people take Micah Parsons out of the game, then those other 10 have got to find a way to win. And it's on Dan that's on Dan Quinn. But it's also on Dan Quinn to make sure that Micah Parsons is not seeing double and triple teams every time he rushes the passer. Michael will not complain about his rush, but if he's having to face two or three guys every single time, you know, that's going to be tough. That's the thing that wore him down in the second half. And what he did was he tried to add more body armor. He did. He's working with his hands. He's talking to guys like Andrew Whitworth. He's trying to figure out how to break guys down. So, yeah, but it, but Micah is only as good, in my opinion, as Dan Quinn will allow him to be. And, again, that, that's moving him around, but making sure that it's just not the whole defense isn't focused on Micah Parsons, you know, that there's others that are involved to try and, and carry the load. Uh, next question here from Garrett Jeffcoat. Who do you think plays a bigger role in this offense? I assume for the whole season, not just in this game. So this will be for the whole season. Who do you think plays a bigger role in this offense? Kevontae Turpin or Deuce Vaughn? It's a good question. It is. Because they, they can fill similar roles as gadget players, obviously, and smaller guys. Uh, my, my first inclination is to say, actually, I think it's Deuce Vaughn. Because I think Deuce Vaughn is going to get used in the screen game. I think he's going to be used as a threat in the passing game from time to time. And uh, obviously, a guy that they can use on draw plays and some other things. I, I think that my best guess is that most games, Deuce Vaughn will play more snaps than Kevontae Turpin on offense. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think there's going to be certain packages, and they're going to figure out, much like they finally figured out about Tony Pollard, you know, with the the, the – Kellen Moore administration was late to figuring out what Tony Pollard was. But I think they're going to come up with some packages and stuff. For But we've seen Turpin play a lot more offense. You know, we've seen him. It's You know, he's been more involved in some 11, 11 personnel stuff and things like that. So, But, yeah, I, I think in the, at, the, at the end of the day, as Stephen Jones likes to say, uh, it's going to be more uh, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, next question here from Joe T., is this timing-based offense similar to what Dak ran as a rookie? So, look, there, there's a timing component to, like, I mean, just about every offense, obviously. And, and you know, steps and everything else, quarter, you know, the quarterback drop back, the receiver steps in their route, everything else. Like, like these are, com, you know, aspects that exist in every offense. The offense that Dak came into in 2016 was Scott Linehan who is a a single back guy and a guy who came up in like sort of the Eric Coriel concepts and and a lot of 11 personnel. Um, That's where Kellen Moore got a lot of his influence. 
um, and and Jason Garrett, uh, you know, working with Norv Turner, which was some Eric Coriel stuff. This is going to be very different. And not very yeah. different in terms of like logistically, but West Coast and Eric Coriel concepts are, are different ideas about how to run offense. Yeah. And I honestly think, Brian, that's part of why they had some issues at times last year. You you would say it that when you watch the game, at times it looked like it wasn't even a a, a, a scheme. It just yeah. looked like it was a, a hodgepodge of plays. And I think that's because that's what it was. Oh, I grab back. I think he Mike grab, yeah. was trying to infuse West Coast concepts into what Kellen Moore's Eric Coriel type of offense was. And you got this confused, you know, collection that would they put out there every week. But no, this is going to be different than what Dak ran in 2016, I think. I think a lot different. Yeah. I think it's more about they're they're more concerned now with you mentioned the word, you used the word steps. And they're talking about wide receiver steps and in route. And they're also talking about quarterback steps in getting set up and then letting the ball. Footwork for the quarterback is something that we've heard far more under this new regime when it's talking about offensive coordinator with Brian Schottenheimer. More about quarterback footwork than any time during Dak Prescott's previous seven years in the league. Yep, and so it's it's definitely a focus for them. I don't know how obvious it's going to be on a snap-by-snap basis what's different, but I, I think when you dig into the details, you'll see, oh, okay, yeah, this – this doesn't look exactly the same to what they've done in the past. No, no. Um, but Dak Prescott's going to have a lot of control here too at the line of scrimmage, and so yeah, it was interesting because I, I know you were in the locker room today, and I think mm-hmm. you got CD Lamb saying you yep. kept the word everybody was talking was communication, communication, communication. Yep. I hope that those receivers are men of their word with when it comes to communication, knowing where to be, and stuff like that. Because every Dak Prescott interception is going to get scrutinized. Every one of them. And some of those are on guys like C.D. Lamb and others for not finishing routes. Yeah, C.D. CD took, uh, when when we talked to him in training camp, he took responsibility for a lot. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You know, so for them to all be on the same page and Dak throwing to an area thinking that C.D. Lamb is going to be inside and he's not, that that again, I I I don't have a problem with interceptions. I really don't with Dak because I understand how he's going to play this. Sometimes the problems I have of his interceptions are when he doesn't see somebody, when he doesn't read it right. That's when I that's when I'm like, that's on the quarterback. You know, the balls that clang off Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz and CD doesn't run the right route. That's on those guys. But Dak's going to get blamed for it. The the ones that I'm going to be concerned of is if all of a sudden that he drops back and and you know all of a sudden you got one of these you know the giant uh, you know cornerbacks uh, uh, Dory Jackson is standing right there you know wait just you throw it right to him you know or Bobby Olariki is you know, the yeah. linebackers buzzing in the flat and boom the ball hits him in the chest and you're going yeah. well, wait he's got to see that. You know, when the when the interceptions are because quarterback fault of not seeing, those are the ones you should absolutely be concerned about. Which those are the when when Dak makes those, those are usually the times I feel like when he's pressing a little bit and it yeah. gives him tunnel vision. It's yep. usually he's tunneled in on a receiver coming across the field and he misses somebody just sitting. Just sitting and, there, right. And 
Those are the those are the ones that he needs to clean up the most. I think he knows that. He does. When those happen, I feel like it's usually in moments where he's pressing, he's locking in on a guy, he's trying to make something happen, and he just he tunnels in and he misses the guy just just squatting. <laughs> and it's it's happened a few times. It happened more last year than than it had in years past. I felt like so. Hopefully that's something that gets cleaned up. Uh, we will have one more episode for you guys this week before the uh, Cowboys Giants game. We'll have official predictions there. Uh, some more takeaways. Hopefully we'll have some updates. Uh, on where things stand with the injury report. I will be in New York uh, on Saturday and then through the weekend for the the Cowboys game there. So uh, we'll have reports for you next week as well in terms of the vibe in the stadium and and how things played out. Uh, But for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.